Welcome to the State of Performance. I'm Gene Tunis. Today, my guest is Lauren O'Mara. She's the founder of Plumflower Software, a company that helps create software tools to save physicians' time. Their products include Doc Launcher, a mobile reference for people in medical training, and Clarity, a system for automating physician scheduling. Check out in the interview how she built both of these products in her business and how she makes sure they perform well when they're in users' hands. And find out at the end what she recommends to ensure that you plan and prepare your software for their best performance. Now, here's Lauren. So, okay. Uh, once again, thank you for taking the time. Um, Thanks for having me. Lauren, um, how, uh, let's start with, with this. Like, who are you and, and uh, what do you do? Okay. Uh, I have a hard time with that question often. Uh, I'm Lauren O'Mara. I run a software company called Plumflower Software, mm-hmm. and we make software tools that save, that save physicians' time. Um, I've got a background in software and networking of like 25 some odd years. Okay. And we started out as a software consultancy and decided that what we care the most about is the, I'm calling them underdeveloped tools, the underdeveloped <laughs> software tools that physicians uh, currently have available. And mm-hmm. we like to give them better tools and, and give them t- less time doing administrative tasks and more time focusing on patient care. Okay. Do you have, this is kind of, do you have like any experience with um, the EMR tools um, and the issues that doctors have run into that? As I mentioned, you know, with with my wife, she's, there's always, there's been complaints for many years about EMR tools and uh, software. We have knowledge about it, but it's hard. It's hard to work on it. Um, there are large vendors that are the major solutions. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. I'm, I come from the Salesforce world. They're not set up like Salesforce where they've created an ecosystem of um, creating better solutions on their platforms. It's yeah. kind of very um, gate kept. Uh, Salesforce, it's free. Training mm-hmm. materials are free and, um, and creating things for their marketplace is free and you can charge for it or you can give it away as open source if, or, or free software if you want. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Not, not the case for any EMR that I'm aware of. It's always, you know, and part of that I understand is it's a, it's a high risk target for security. They've got highly valuable information uh, that needs to be kept very carefully and securely. And so that could be, that could be a factor. Okay. I think there's ways around it if you wanted to create a, you know, a, a really nice marketplace of ideas to improve your platform. But uh, we're, we're working on getting there to where we can have some kind of influence on that. Okay. Yeah, I know one of the EMRs, um, I believe it was Epic. Uh, uh, they were opening, a, supposedly, this was a couple of years back. I don't know where they are now. With, with uh, some of the... Um, Fire, I believe the compliancy, they were starting to open up an app marketplace, but it was in its infancy. Um, 
So I, it's I don't called know. the app orchard. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're exactly you have right. to pay to be a part of it. And from what I now understand, you have to, um, you have to pay per transaction with the system. Oh, wow. and so that just adds costs to our software, yeah. you know, and uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to do it without adding that if possible, but it's, it's very valuable to be able to connect with the EMR. I mean, that's, you know, everybody has to touch it and interact with it. So if mm-hmm. you can, uh, load the data in, do a nice integration. It, it does, it is helpful. Okay, great. Now you mentioned the, you know, the apps that you create, it, you guys have multiple apps mm-hmm. or is it okay. So what, what were some of the, the, like the challenges in, in, uh, in the process of creating these apps and launching them for your, uh, your users and customers? Well, Doc Launcher is our first product and we, launched that nine years ago okay so it's 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 interesting and a little bit hazy to think back on what the challenges were when we launched it and we also launched doc launcher when our focus as a business was software development consulting so it was kind of you know it wasn't like oh this is the business and we're going to launch this and this is going to be our product it was Mm -hmm. kind of an experiment like oh we're doing our work over here let's see how that does over there. Yeah. Um, but other than like business and marketing challenges, I would say the biggest challenge has been connecting, like thinking like a developer and just assuming if you build it, they will come. That was the biggest thing by far to overcome. But technically, yeah. um, Doc Launcher is a mobile app and it's, uh, the idea is that a non-technical person can create a mobile app for their team. They can define their team okay. uh, and their team can log into the mobile app and access the information that they've prepared and they can always update it and change it and they can send alerts and notifications. Um, and so it's a very specific problem. It's, you know, a team that's on the go. If you're sitting at a computer, there's plenty of tools to communicate, but if you're moving around uh, and you need reference information, this this hits a certain spot that um, is particular to medicine. Um, and the challenges there had to do with efficient utilization of the resources. Um, you know, there were some things that we tried, as you know, on mobile, where if you're, if you're checking too often, if you're on alert too often, you're going to consume yes. phone resources. Mm-hmm. You're going to yeah. just consume yeah. CPU. So you have to be um, conscious of that and respectful of the, the phone that you're hosted on. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we knew that mobile was still going to be the, the network of choice a lot of the time, more than wireless because in a, in a hospital the network is very iffy. It can be one thing to another over a couple of paces. Yeah. So we wanted to focus on the mobile use and keep the payload down, keep the size of the data way, way down. Um, and what else? What else? Yeah. Okay. So what what were some of the things that, that you would say, um, like you mentioned Doc Launcher, 
Mm-hmm. And you know, so any of the other uh, apps that, that that you've since uh, you know launched and provided to your customers, what were some of the um, mistakes? But not just mistakes, but in, anything you know, uh, things that you think that were like okay, you looking back on it, something was a mistake that you made, or something was like you know a good decision that like you know this mm-hmm. this worked out. Um, now that we're looking at it, as it relates to how you know, how something might have affected performance or, or anything else, like a user experience or anything like that. Any mistakes or good things that you think, looking back on, you're like, you know what, that was a good decision that we made way back when. I think I can give you an example of both. Um, I think early on with Doc Launcher, we iterated features too quickly and changed the user experience too fast mm-hmm. so that it was okay. jarring. Uh, and we got that feedback like, oh, my gosh, what what just happened? Why is this different? Um, and we learned from that. And we've been more careful about gradually implementing changes, but constantly changing. Um, so that with Calarity, we've applied what we've learned. And the feedback that we've gotten is every week we always see the platform improving. We always okay. see like new tools and better efficiencies. And th- that's been really nice to hear. So what is, what is Clarity? What oh, is that? Right. That, that uh, is? So Clarity is our physician scheduling tool. So like related to Doc Launcher, they talk to each other, but a wholly different problem that we're solving there. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, I'm laughing because that, yeah. that was a common complaint from my wife. <laughs> yeah. When she was uh, she was hospital employed, um, her and the other physicians on her team would go back and forth on who's going to be on call a particular weekend and how they're going to schedule around their times and families and and everything. So yeah, it's it's, it's a, a hot issue. I mean, it's your life. It's like yeah. how you're living your life. It's a it's it's a it's a little thing, but it's a big thing. Yeah. Um. So so you know, um, but not everybody I talk to knows, and I can like. I can really geek out on the topic of scheduling. So stop me if you need to. Uh, I like, I care about it a lot and I've thought about it a lot for a lot of years now. Mm -hmm. Um, So the type of scheduling that we do is not patient scheduling. It's not like your one-on-one doctor visit. It is everything else that the physician does, like the large scope of how they spend their time. And it doesn't apply to every kind of physician practice. Uh, You know, some, I I don't know if I can give an example of who it doesn't apply to, but you know, some doctors have like, they do clinical visits and that's what they do. So maybe primary care, you know, you're seeing patients, that's how you're spending your time. You're not allocating your time to other things. Mm -hmm. Um, But anytime there's call involved, there's a schedule and it's an important schedule and it's very important that it needs to be fair in some way, like, you know, fair is not necessarily equal when in, in the world, but in, when it comes to the call schedule, you know, you just need to show that some time and thought has been given to who's on and when they're on and what holidays everybody's doing and, you know, how many weekend nights anybody's doing. Yeah. Um, so Clarity is a software platform to build physician schedules. It automates them to some degree, but what we've learned is nobody wants it completely automated. They don't want, you know, the computer overlords to tell them how they're yeah. spending their time. Yeah. So it automates it up to a point, but it leaves it open for a human to review it and adjust it and, and put that 
you know, that subtle knowledge that you have about your team into play into the schedule. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's a mobile app as well, correct? Or... We haven't launched it as a mobile app. It's okay. all web-based for now. We have a mobile app ready, um, but that's another thing that I've learned. I mean, Doc Launcher is, is all about mobile. That's the point of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Calarity, I had to make that trade-off of if we launch the mobile app, then as we're building all these features and continuing to optimize the app and make it better, we're doing it in two places. And we've got, you know, certain amount of resources to allocate to this. So now I'm splitting my resources. So do mm-hmm. I want to go faster and farther and make it better faster? Or do I want to give the mobile access? And for now, our decision is that the mobile access isn't as much of a benefit as improving the, the product and the performance and the, the algorithm. Okay. Okay. And are these for both... I guess Doc Doc Launcher and that's a mobile app. Like, are these like native that you're building them in, or okay? They're not. The, neither neither of them is. Um, for Doc Launcher, we use um, it, it. It started out as PhoneGap, but now it's Apache ah. Cordova. It's taken many different okay. names. We've been a long time user of that, um, and it's uh, it allows for some native building. So we have modules that we. Mm-hmm have incorporated we have modules that we've built um that's been a good platform for us it's 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 perfect for the doc launcher use case um and then for clarity what we've been using like we're still keeping the mobile app up we're just not releasing it and keeping it up to you know the standard that we want we've used flutter and we've been happy with flutter for that um because you know, we're handling web and mobile, so it lets us develop with web, yeah. um, but compile to native. And the performance has been really great with that. I, like, I, we've all been really happy with with Flutter. Okay, yeah, that's that's uh, that's it's interesting you say that because I'm I'm not a developer, um, but with I have a, a couple of apps in the the App Store, and they were built as. Um, it was at the iOS app store. So it was mm-hmm. initially objective C and over time um, to uh, Swift. And, but that wasn't me, but I've, I've since taken over that stuff and uh, I'm learning flutter. Yeah. So, so it's, uh, it's interesting. So one of the things that I'm paying attention to as I learn it is the, obviously the performance. You yep. know, I'm, I'm paying, you know, with my background, I'm paying special attention to some of the things and on how, you know, how things are performing and, you know, how fast the screen loads and, you know, and then trying to figure out like, okay, this thing is loading very slow. What can I do? You know, <laughs> what how can I to, it? you know, make it more efficient. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, you've noticed that Flutter is, is, you know, uh, faster, better performance wise. Um, what, what's, what are some of the issues that you've seen, whether it's with Clarity or uh, Doc Launcher that you've seen kind of over the years that have, you know, that you've encountered and what are, you know, some of the things that you've had to resolve? Um, well, like I mean, like the biggest thing is when we mistakenly think that um, some process is going to run very infrequently and be a very light load on the CPU. Mm. And it hits a case where it's just running more than it should. I mean, like that's the worst case scenario. You know, it's, it's consuming CPU. It's taking down people's battery. It's running heavy on the system. That's like, 
it's a nightmare. <laughs> like that's that's a klaxons are going off, red lights are flashing. We're running to fix that and get a you know an update in the app store immediately. I, I don't think we've released anything that does that. I think we've gone to beta and seen it like walking around on our phones. Like, oh no, we've got mm-hmm. to address this. Um, yeah. I, like it, uh, our our other like worst case scenario is data loss. If um, mm, yeah, you know, it, 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 but that in mobile that doesn't happen so much because it's it tends to be a push, and it, at least in in our systems, it doesn't tend to be a an update to the mother load of data from mobile. Um, so that's more data loss is more of a concern on the server side. Um, on the the admin piece, um, yeah, I think those are the like the big things that we're constantly on the lookout for. Okay, now and we've sorry, go ahead. Oh, we we early on constrained like how much data we'll put out for um, for each, and 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 we make changes. We quickly adopted a policy of of making data updates via a diff, so it never okay downloads the whole thing. Um, which you know could have grown massively. We're never mm-hmm. doing a massive download. Um, there's a a small initial payload and little diff updates from there. Okay. Yeah. Now this is one I just I just thought of. Given that you're, you're working with um, uh, healthcare uh, users and um, customers, what how has has or has HIPAA affected? how you build your apps um, and, you know, the different things, like you mentioned data loss. Are you like, I know in my past I've had to, I've used tools that just not check for performance, but they, they look at, you know, compliance um, to certain security standards. Um, so how, how has, or has that affected you having to comply or, or, you know, you know, how has that been with you know, HIPAA compliance? It's funny. That's, HIPAA compliance interrupted the start of our call where, where I was like, oh, okay. give me a second to help with this. Um, so the, my background, as you know, is, is security and um, knowing security as I do and having done PCI compliance at a couple of places, mm-hmm. I didn't want to do HIPAA. I wanted to avoid that. I still want to avoid that as much as I can. Yeah. Um, so our, our platforms do not touch patient data Okay. at all and that's that's limited our exposure somewhat but um on the on the business and relationship side you can't get away from it because if you're selling to you know whatever medical organization they have policies and they have their processes that they run through from a security standpoint and a lot of them um don't distinguish this is a HIPAA platform. This mm-hmm. is not, they just ask you all like we've gone through so many deep security audits <laughs> and okay. it's like, how can I just tell you there's no patient data? <laughs> um, that's, that's been the biggest impact is, you know, we just, we avoid it. We let the customers know don't, and you have to tell people because people will put, I got a social security number in an email yesterday. People will wow. put, you know, sensitive data and things that they don't realize, you know, shouldn't go there. So we, we warn everybody, you know, this is not for HIPAA. This is reference information only. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or not for patient data. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So with, 
you know, given the, the, some of the stuff that, that, that you mentioned, like the various performance issues, do you have like a favorite monitoring tool or um, that you use to, to monitor the performance of Clarity? Um, you know, like I know for me, I, I've always, I've gone from tool to tool over the years. So in some cases, I, I use them just kind of test. Like I've tested, you know, uh, like some various tools like New Relic, uh, Dynatrace. Uh, I think Firebase is what I'm using now. Um, but I've, I've used others, uh, to have in my ass, but, or just to really see how it goes today. Do you have like a, one that just kind of like your go-to for your apps to monitor performance? I wish I had a cool tool for you. I really don't. <laughs> I, um, so within our company, there's a culture clash because I'm so old. I'm such an old perfect, like, <laughs> um, I, like I use the command line. I use, uh. I code in vim i you know i don't use like a nice like visual studio yeah and the other developers are showing me visual studio and what they can do with it and i'm like but but i can do that in vim i'm that i'm that old programmer now um i remember them from my youth uh so for the performance tools for the mobile like i'm still you know command uh, using a console command or just using stood out or what you know the mobile (laughs) you know i do i do really like in in both um in in both xcode and the android studio they have some nice um profiling tools where you can kind of see the performance of the app I, i like using those and seeing you know watching what we can do to the system and making sure that it stays in a in a good level but yeah, I don't, I don't have uh, any of the really cool uh, monitoring and check-in tools that, that I know they're out there, but I haven't tried them. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I, I got a. It's, 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 it's a uh, an area that seems to be increasing a lot more mobile app performance. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I wrote an uh, article years ago, um, and someone contacted me from a you know, mobile performance monitoring company and saying, Hey, can you try our, <laughs> and, and I'm like, it's like, there's, there's so many now. Um, it's yeah. just, uh, it's, it's, there, there's a plethora of them out there now that, that people, I guess use. but yeah, like you, I've, I've tried the, um, instruments, you know, mm-hmm. on the, the Mac OS, uh, in the past to see how, how that, um, helps. So, so yeah, but, you know, yeah, I, I know. I, I think I understand where, where, where you're coming from. Some of the, um, the, I hear a lot of developers, you know, uh, Visual Studio, uh, Android Studio. Um, it's It makes it easier. I, I can't, you know, for someone who's, you know, trying to learn how to code Flutter, at least, not, not uh, I, you know, I'm not saying I want to become like a hardcore developer, a hardcore developer, but, uh, but I'm, for someone learning Flutter, Android Studio does, uh, make it easier for me but uh, yeah. but there's a lot of great tools in there i mean i do have to use android studio to build there's yeah. there's no other way that i've found to do it so and and i do need to get in there and look at the the performance monitoring that's in it but yeah okay so with 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 that what, what are some of the adverse effects like if there's a user for example that's having some issue um actively oh, having an issue like, do you have some sort of notification? Like, what are some of the adverse effects that you've seen? Uh, so performance, like, or like active users were using it, like at this very moment. The 
the we don't have a good notification like new relic using a tool something like new relic would would maybe give us a better alert we don't mm-hmm. have a good notification like that oh a doctor is having a problem right at this moment using our software um they let us know <laughs> quickly okay. yeah. Um, yeah. but the 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 worst incidents we've had uh i th- i want to think that we've profiled and and tested for performance really really well before we've put anything out there the the worst things that we've had um there's a there was a problem with the login on iOS where it wouldn't take some special characters and we heard from a handful of doctors because they happened to have that special character in their password um, that they couldn't log in at all. Like they set their password, they could log in on the web, but they couldn't log in on the app. And that's just weird and frustrating. Um, Trying to think of anything else that was like a major, I mean, doctors are really demanding and they, they want it to be like, it has to be a good experience. It has to work like quickly. It has to make sense quickly yeah. or it's going to be abandoned quickly yeah. Um, yeah. they just don't have time to mess around with junky apps no no it's yeah i used to feel for my wife like i mean obviously i, I still do you know because she still she does you know she's still at various hospitals and stuff like that and it's you know the the things that i that doctors i've seen them have to deal with with some of the apps you know having been on that side, you know, yeah. trying to troubleshoot the performance of some of this EMR apps and other healthcare apps. It's like, wow, okay, that's, uh, I feel for you. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, the EMR is the exception. Like, they have to use it. There's no other choice. So they have to put up with, you know, whatever performance they get out of that. But yeah, yeah. our apps, they can choose not to. <laughs> so yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've been on um, a couple of big EMR, um, like the, the top two. Uh, you know, helping to troubleshoot performance for those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're massive. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the back end, so many, <laughs> so many servers, you know, multiple database, you know, hundreds of database servers and that kind of thing. And it's, and then, you know, doctor calls and says, I can't log in. And then I'm like, okay, can, what's the architecture like? And I'm, and I'm looking at the architecture, I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> so, so it's, it's, then you, it's, it's a phishing uh, you know, it's like, yeah, finding like a needle in a haystack. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but they, you're right. They kind of have to, it's, it's a necessary evil, so to speak. So yeah. um, with that, so with, with your, your, your uh, apps, like, is there like a, an SDK or something that you have seen maybe that you've, you know, you've implemented and you've seen that it, uh, it has caused, you know, caused things to slow down or doing your profiling. You're like, okay, this, this thing is, is eating up too much of the CPU or something. Have you, have you had something like that where you've had to stop using or you know, maybe make some changes in some sort of way? Yeah, we abandoned React early on. I'm not a fan of React. Really? I, um, okay. I, I know it's popular and I, like, yeah. maybe it's me. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, I don't see good performance out of it. And the, really? for the mobile builds, yeah. But okay, I mean, you know, we 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 participated in a you know number of consulting projects where React was the de facto platform. That's just what had to be used, and mm-hmm. there were React experts on the project. And and even seeing it then, 
I was not impressed. I just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I want to say I got an email the other day that, about a lighter version <laughs> what it was called, but it's a lighter version of React that's supposed to be, you know, it's smaller, it's, you know, it's more lightweight and better performing and that kind of thing. You can see um, why. So, <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting you say that. So, uh, yeah, I don't remember the name. I just, it was, the name was kind of strange, but I, I feel like I have to, I have to go back and try to look at that email again. But, um, so, okay. So then just, is there, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, we, I mean, you know, we're always thinking in terms of trade-offs and I, yeah. like, I, I, I it takes so much to load it up and get going. So maybe if it was a, an app that you primarily used and you didn't use much, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But ours are like, you go into it, you look at, like you glance at the schedule, you you look something up, you make a phone call. Like it's, it's quick, get in, do the thing, get out. So it needed to be very light to load up and go and get where you're going and, and move on to the next thing. And um, yeah, React's not conducive to that. Okay. That I've seen. Okay. Now, is there a, a a lightweight SDK that you think that you've used in the past that has done that job for you? I mean, does Flutter count as an SDK? Because yeah, I guess right. Ah. Uh... I mean, I, I guess it can be, but um, at least the, the SDKs I've 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 used, um, I probably wouldn't categorize it as as that. But especially yeah, given the different. fact that they, a lot of what I've seen is that they, in watching much of the like from the Flutter team, a lot of the videos that they post about, you know, they have like hour long. I've seen hour long sessions where they're talking about performance and. So the, there seems to be much more focus yeah. around performance with Flutter than, yeah. than I've seen with some other stuff. So, but it's the know. closest to native. It's you know, it's a really, it's it's snappy and yeah. So, um, okay. Now, is there are there any sorry is are there like APIs or anything like that that you make use of that? operate in the form of an SDK or, or something like that? Because given that, you know, with healthcare, like you, you mentioned earlier, um, you know, the Epic app uh, Orchard, um, you know, is, is there, do you make use of any APIs that pull information from various locations? Um, yeah, oh yeah, we do. We, um, we integrate with Google documents for some things. Ah, okay. Um, what but the, that's on the server side that's mm-hmm. not on the we we and we pull in from that as a data source and lo- and load it into our payload um so it's not it's not mobile integrated okay um yeah there's nothing we we also use twilio um because doc launcher can can text a team uh, oh, okay but that's also not mobile integrated that's off of the server um, yeah, there's nothing like we've really tried to keep the mobile, you know, down to just a, a lightweight utility. Okay. Let me ask you this. Is there, you, you mentioned texting. Um, 
have you run into instances where they 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 ask you to tie in to like uh, um, paging? Because I've yes. seen that with my wife, and I'm like, you guys are still using pagers. <laughs> yeah, I got curious about that. Um, I I can tell you what I learned looking it up. Um, so yes, we've been asked to integrate with paging. We haven't done it yet. Okay. We've looked at some of the. Um, we've looked at like especially with especially with scheduling. It would be very nice if we could just like connect a role to a person, so it could just page through mm-hmm. to that person. Um, so that's something we want to do. Um, but I I was wondering why they even still have it, and the reason is that the um, the paging system has better resilience and redundancy for an emergency. The paging yes. towers, like you'll notice that in the hospital, the mobile connection isn't even very good, but the paging connection yes. is strong. And so it's like, you know, and your wife being a surgeon, like it's, you know, for those essential physicians, they have to be on, they have to be on a, a redundant, strong communication system. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's, that's why. That's interesting. Yeah. I would always ask that, like, I don't understand. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, you're right. It's um, performance wise, like you know, the re- it's reliability. Like her pager would it would go off, but then there are times where she you know she could miss a call, or you know one of her colleagues would miss a call. You know, and it's like okay, well the cellular network <laughs> wasn't yeah. working right today, um, but paging, yeah, that 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 just goes through. Um, and especially disaster preparedness, you know, if there's a, you know, natural disaster, the doctors are the ones that we need to communicate with. So, yes. yeah. Or then at least need to be able to communicate with each other. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. We're kind of nearing the end here. So I just wanted to ask you with, with everything and with your apps is had, was there ever a point where you felt like, you know, uh, this thing isn't, you know, you're having running into too many issues with the app or too many, you know, early before we started the call, you know, you just got a call, something needs to be fixed, something's broken. Have you ever reached a point where you're like, I don't know about this? And, you know, why, what kind of kept you pushing through and, you know, going? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a sensitive person. So there's something every day, like if something doesn't go right, then I'm questioning <laughs> what I'm yeah. doing. And there's always, there's always something, you know, yeah. um, and like, even if a customer is like not overjoyed, I'm like, Oh no, they're not overjoyed. <laughs> um, I, what keeps me going is the positive response. It's really is when, when somebody says, Oh my gosh, this saved me so much. Like, I'm so glad you were here. It's, mm-hmm. it's those responses that that's what we're trying to do. You know, I, we've all had to use crappy software. We've all had like, like an EMR, like we've all been in a situation where we're forced to go through some terrible system yeah. and it's just unpleasant and we hate being there. And I, I want to be the software system that people that's like, you know, Superman that people are like, Oh my gosh, we're glad we got to work with you. We're, we're glad you were there and we could use you to solve this problem this is fantastic that's good <laughs> yeah so as we finish up here what what um what is like your you of all the things that you said what is your like one piece of, of advice you would you, you would give to someone who wants to make sure that they're building 
fast performing apps. This this might actually go a little bit long. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> I was thinking about I was thinking about your questions about performance tuning and 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 being able to observe it while it's out in the in the field got me thinking about that because we mm. haven't done it and why haven't we done it? Um, and it's not to say we never would because it's valuable. It's really useful to be able to see how things are happening in the field. Mm -hmm. But as a company, we've also been reluctant to, um, to gather data on how our software is being used at all. Like there's a fine line between um, spying on your customers yeah. and gathering data that, that will help them that, that will improve things and make things better for everyone. And, and some of the tools are, could go either way. Yeah. Uh, and so we, we've, we've been very reluctant to implement data gathering things for that reason, because we're a little bit uncomfortable with the ambiguity there. Um, so the approach that we've taken is kind of more like, I don't like waterfall, but it's a little bit waterfally. It's a little bit of the, the space shuttle approach of like, you've got to think about it ahead of time and mm. design it ahead of time and think through the scenarios and brainstorm them out um, and test them in your, your lab. And yeah. then you can send it out into the world and be confident that it's going to go well. Like there it's, it can be done. It's not easy. And it's a different approach. And that's the approach that we've taken. So um, the the piece of advice is if you want to go about doing things that way, if that's useful to, to the thing that you're building, um, there's a really great set. It's, it's crazy. It's a set of documentation for planning a project called ready set. And okay. I use it everywhere and all the time. And it just asks you deep, deep questions about, how your software is going to be used so that you can think about all of these things and performance and behavior and systems that are needed ahead of time. And you can really play on a project very, very well from the start. Okay. That's my, great. that's my favorite thing. Okay. Great. Great. Yeah. I can, if you can send that to me, um, I'll send you no, the link. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Well, uh, I think that's, we're about you know, 10 minutes to the hour here. Uh, thank you once again for, you know, for taking the time gotcha. to, to, to talk with me. Um, just anything else that, you know, is there anything else that you want to say, share? Um, you know, how can, if someone wanted to get in touch with you or is there, you know, any information that you'd like to give? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter. Uh, my handle on Twitter is, I'm going to have to spell it. Uh, J-A-N-T-Z-L Jansel uh, on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I've seen, I've seen that. Um, I've seen it written. On yeah. <laughs> and, okay. uh, and we're at plumflowersoftware.com uh, and we have a little blog there that I haven't updated since Christmas, but I I think I think it'll resume now. Yeah, I think we're in the same boat <laughs> So with, with the blog stuff. So, uh, but but yeah, so I'll, you know, I'll add all, all, all of that so you know so I can link directly uh, to them. Um, so Lauren, once again, thank you, thank you for taking the time, and um, you know, I'll speak to you uh, um, soon. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, that's it. I'd like to thank Lauren once again for joining me, and thank you for joining me too. I'll catch you on the next one. Deuces.